You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 73. Today, we're talking all about how to create your own live events and rock it from stage. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right. Hello, listeners. James Wedmore here, and welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast. I have a very special bonus weekly episode talking all about how to start your own live events, workshops, or seminars, and how to really crush it from stage. So I have to back up a little bit and share with you guys an exciting update that's happened in my life and business is that we had the first official, I'm doing this in air quotes, of course, business by design live seminar or workshop. We had a, I do it in air quotes because back in August we did the test version of it. It was our beta version. And then this, this was the first one. And it was in my hometown of Laguna Beach, California. We had about 80, 85 people there over the course of two days. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. It went by so fast. And the feedback, the energy from the members, everything was just super extraordinary. And I'm still on this huge high from this event. This is an event that we do just for the members of my online training program, Business by Design. And it's just really this added bonus piece that cements the curriculum just like into their DNA. Just like you really start to get it. And we create so much of a deeper community and connections with the members as a result of this. And so it was so amazing. And so... When things are working for me, I like to share them with you guys. When we have big wins over here, we want to share them with you. But I also want to bring you other people that are really good at this type of stuff. And live events are something that are very new for me. And it's rough around the edges. And we make it up as we go. And that's part of the fun of it, right? And I want to encourage you guys to adopt the philosophy, the Silicon Valley philosophy that I've been adopting as late, which is to fail fast fail often, and fail forward. And that's what we did with this live event. But why this is a bonus episode that I want to bring to you is because right after my event finished, I actually hopped in the car with my wife, Chelsea, and we drove down to San Diego. And it was at San Diego that I attended the mastermind that I'm a member of. So not only do I run my own mastermind, but I'm also a member of Jeff Walker of Product Launch Formula, his mastermind. And it is a group of some of the most extraordinary high-level individuals. Everyone in the room has to be at least seven figures. And of course, most people are like eight and nine-figure businesses. And there's just amazing people that you're networking and connecting with left and right for three days straight. And I ran into one of my good friends there. Her name is Sage Levine. And this is what she does is she teaches, I believe it's mostly women, but men and women, entrepreneurs and business owners, how to craft their own seminars, workshops, and events, how to fill the events, and how just to be a rock star 
on stage. And so I said, Sage, we need to do an interview. And so we recorded. It's a little impromptu. It's a little, you know, I take my mobile mic with me wherever I go just in case. And so we got into the conference room a little early on the second day. You might hear some people in the background. You hear some doors opening and closing. But I was able to really extract and siphon a lot of Sage's sage wisdom and advice from what it takes to create your own events and overcoming that fear we have of public speaking or that fear we might have of filling the room. What if no one attends? What if no one shows up? And she actually shares a great story of how she did an entire event back in the early days with just one person. And she was actually able to make an offer to that one person which is really, really cool. So I think if she can do it, we can all do it. So who is Sage Levine? Well, Sage is the CEO of Women Rocking Business, and she's the host of the International Entrepreneurial Leadership Training Program that reaches over 75,000 conscious entrepreneurs around the globe. She has a Hay House book coming out in September, and she shared the stage with Neil Donald Walsh, Jack Canfield, Janet Atwood, Marcia Weeder, and many, many more. So Sage teaches female entrepreneurs, however, I learned a lot from her, to fill their practice and create sustainable financial and conscious wealth through creating a business they love. Women Rocking Business has raised over half a million dollars for women around the globe, women in the rainforest and in Indonesia, supporting them to build businesses that serve their communities and protect our ecosystems. Sage also inspires her students to love themselves and each other so much that we can't help but all succeed together. She is truly an extraordinary woman and entrepreneur, and I was so honored to capture this interview. So without further ado, let's roll that interview. All right. Hello, everybody. James Wedmore here, and welcome to the Mind Your Business podcast. We are taking this show on the road (laughs) today, so I hope the audio is good. You might hear a little like doors opening and closing in the background, but I'm here at my mastermind, and I'm here in San Diego at the Hard Rock Hotel, and I have a very special guest with me that is so relevant to what I've just been going through. So real quickly, I just wanted to introduce Sage the Divine. Levine, how are you? You like that? Oh, thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you. I'm so stoked to all you're up to in the world. Well, thank you. And I think the biggest reason why I wanted to have this powerful conversation is that we just finished, Team Wedmore just finished, I would say like hands down the biggest event that we've ever done. Now, sometimes when people hear big event, they think thousands of people. Ours was 80, you know, but these were 80 of our top customers and clients. It was two days. It was over in a flash. But it was such a transformative experience. And for nine years, or at least the eight years before this past year, my entire business has been like online courses, digital training, and then me on the other side of a computer. Mm. And in the last year, we've really made an effort to make that a in-person, face-to-face, mm. old-fashioned you know, style, <laughs> real-life connection. Yes. And I'll tell you, there's so much that comes up from... Let's not even talk about the like the work that goes into an event, not to mention the fear, the worry, the are people going to show up and then is it going to be great for them? Are you going to be on the whole time and all that type of stuff? And I just think it would be such a 
great conversation for us to have because I had to go through all that stuff. Yeah. This was so yeah. new for me. Yeah. And, you know, having the following that you have online, you, you know, you're reaching hundreds of thousands of people online. And for you to go and do your first live event, I just want to acknowledge you for that mm. because it's so cool. And as you know, bringing it three dimensional into the, you know, into the hearts and the souls of the people that you serve is so nourishing. It's so fulfilling. Well, before we get into some of the like the fear that I had to deal with, I really <laughs> like your angle on fear. I'm just curious, what is your take on why do people get in a plane, fly across the country to spend time away from their business and their family to come to a two or three day event? Like, what, are, what do you think are the biggest reasons driving Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I believe we're living at a time when there's a lot of separation. You know, people are living in these family units in house, separate houses, and there just is a lot of more more independence than there used to be. You know, we used to live more like tribal creatures, and I believe we're all really longing for a sense of belonging. And I also believe that as leaders are being called into their truth and into their message, we need support. We need to be around other people that are up to big things that are, you know, breaking free from the traditional paradigms of how we make money and how we live our message in the world. And so having that three-dimensional community around us is a life-changing experience. You know, I love live events. You know, I've been in love with people gathered in a room since I was a little girl going to performances and theater performances and choir performances. And, you know, I got started building my million dollar business, as you know, in my living room with 12 women sitting around on purple couches. Mm. That's how my, you know, women's training company got started. And now we're reaching 75,000 women around the globe. So amazing. So I guess like, what would you say to someone who knows that that is so important, but we're only doing it online like is that enough that we have the technology to do like a zoom a live stream a webcast like there's facebook groups and stuff is is that enough well i think it all comes down to desire you know if you desire to be in person with people i highly recommend that you say yes to that part of yourself and if you desire to touch people in that three-dimensional way, it is so transformational. You know, there's a feedback that you get in a live room that you're not going to get online. There's a feedback from how people are receiving your content, how people are receiving your leadership style. And there's an intimacy that's created. There's a connection. And I like to say connection equals currency. You know, the trust gets built up so much more in a live room. And it creates not only people whose lives are being changed, but people who are interested obviously I see the value of investing in your products and services that much more easily you also in addition to that live feedback you also get the opportunity to collect success stories it's so much easier in a live room to have somebody in the corner collecting some success stories having a video camera out than it is trying to do that over the internet absolutely and we actually did that I mean I think just to have customers who are with us for a year or two the first time we get to meet and then there's our videographer capturing their story on camera it was amazing. But I love what you're talking about with the feedback because I think that was my biggest fear. So if I do a webinar or something online and someone doesn't like it, like they don't like it. It's fine. It's, it, you know, that's great. But in the room, like you feel the feedback. Yeah. And then the fear that I have is like, is everyone else feeling that yeah. feedback? And is that contagious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, could you <laughs> yeah. speak to that? Yeah. Well, I do think that in a room, you're feeling people's judgment and perception of you and of the event even more. And the truth is, is that people are judging you. People are judging you. And that's scary, right? And I think what we need to remember is that judgment doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. 
people judge partly because they're up against their own resistance. They're up against their own growth edge. What Madonna said about judgment, the more people are judging you, the more money you make. So (laughs) there's a way in which I believe as workshop leaders or event facilitators or people who aspire to lead events, you know, we just need to stick together in it. I believe that when you lead an event, you should always have a wing man or a wing woman. Bring somebody that you know has your back, even if you fall on your face. And that way, if anything goes on in the room, because you are opening yourself up to all kinds of things happening in the room. And if something does go down in the room, you've got somebody there who has your back. And you can even give that person a little note card with a quick partner exercise that you could put people into if for some reason anything went down and you needed to step off stage for a moment. I've always had that note card in my back pocket and I've always had that wing woman prepared and I've never needed it. But it's always been like an insurance policy to let me just relax and have fun. And the truth is, is that when you get people together live and in person, a need in them for community starts getting met right away. And, you know, 999 times out of a thousand, those people are going to fall in love with each other and they're going to fall in love with you, especially when you're willing to drop the barrier once you get on stage. And my big tip for that is be credible and be human. Right. So bring your credibility in the first few minutes of your event, but also bring your humanity when you're willing to open up your heart and tell a story about being a dad or being a mom or a time that you were afraid, especially when you're willing to talk about times that you went through challenges that are similar to what your participants are going through. They're going to open up your hearts to you and, you know, we'll be beyond the judgment within moments. And I can't stress enough the importance of the community aspect at the event. And so what I learned really quickly is that this allowed for the fear to dissolve a bit for me was that I needed to create more space to allow the experiences of creating connections to really happen. And that meant eyeballs were not on me, that they were on each other, that there were exercises that they were doing. There was like longer lunches and like homework, like connect with three people, don't eat lunch alone. And like, we're doing round table hot seats and all these things. And then you realize like that value, which is so important happens without you having to be in the spotlight the whole time being on and, you know, being a superstar extrovert. Yes, absolutely. And that is part of the big value of live events. And we have people coming in out of the room because we are at a live event. So just so you know, we've got a live event happening in the background right here, right now. But I love what you're saying, James, because that's one of the big game changers of hosting live events. And it's, it's something that differentiates a live event from an online training program that you might choose to do because at a live event, people can actually form deep, lifelong friendships friendships with each other in a way they never could online. And you can take the emphasis off of yourself by putting people in exercises and having that feedback and getting their participation throughout the course. And that's really, I think, the magic of live events. It's a great relief to the person at the front of the room, especially if you have an introverted quality. In- yes, that yeah. would be me. That would <laughs> definitely be me. But two things that really came up for that that I noticed that were just like, I was not anticipating when I made it more of a with the community and the connections first is number one, if I was teaching something, people might get overwhelmed. And the reason I believe they'd get overwhelmed is because part of them saying, well, easy for you to say, James, right? (laughs) But I was having students share something, you know, they might just be one step ahead of someone else in the room. And so all of a sudden that voice isn't there and they go, wow, if she did it, I could do this too. And the over, 
overwhelmed, didn't show up for them. But then the next thing that happened, which I was just so proud of a few of the students who did this, is that as they got to know the member or the attendees throughout the two days, some of them came to me and they're like, you know, I can't do it all when I get home. I have my own journey, but I now know who to talk to with Facebook ads. I know who to talk to with setting up my landing page. I know who to talk to with webinars. And I've built those connections and I'm just going to go reach out to those attendees. And I'm like, that's amazing that all you're doing is creating that space or that container for yes. for those strategic, powerful yes. connections to be created. Yes. I love teaching workshop facilitators how to set up those resource sharing activities and acknowledgement activities too, where participants can really deeply see each other and acknowledge each other and share resources because it is, it's a game changer and it takes you out of the equation. You know, online, all the focus is on you and what you can provide. And in a live event, you can create a community of people who are networking to support each other. Yes. And that was amazing. So for a moment, I just want to talk about the F word, if we can. <laughs> yeah. Fear. <laughs> yeah. Because it happens to all of us. Sometimes, especially like the male left brain entrepreneur, we don't have fear. It's stress or something very logical. But there are always concerns. And there were, there were obvious concerns or fears that I had going into this event. Things like you know, what if you don't fill the event? What if there's only one person in the room? Or what if it's the wrong people? Or what if there's a riot on your hand by the middle of, you know, day two? These are the the real concerns that I know I have. And I've been doing this a long time, so I can only imagine others would. But I really like your take on fear. So I was wondering if we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really believe that you've got to flip the fear. You have to make fear your friend. A shaman once told me, I studied with a shaman and he told me that when I feel fear in my heart and in my, you know, solar plexus and in my throat and in my body, it's actually a reminder to connect to my participants to connect to the people I'm serving. Fear keeps us humble. It keeps us real. It keeps us connected to the very reason why we're doing this in the first place. It keeps us connected to our own humanity. And it connects us to our participants' fear, right? Because we all walk through life with some level of fear. So my invitation to all of you is to embrace the fear. Embrace the fear as if it were your friend. And remember that if it weren't there, you may completely forget to bring your A-game. Right. And, you know, it's so natural that fear is there and you have all of this physiological energy and attention focused on you. And so I do believe that it's a matter of practicing, practicing in your living room with half a dozen of your friends, practice standing up in front of a few people and telling a joke. The more comfortable that you get in front of people, the more you can let your guard down and actually let your fear serve you and let it connect you to those people. And Pay attention to the fear because oftentimes there's some excitement in there and we will miss, you know, mistranslate it as just fear, even though there might be quite a bit of inspiration, excitement laced in. Well, I know the first morning segment of day one of my event, I shared a new piece, which was kind of a story transitioning into like a personal exercise they could do. And there was a moment where I went blank in front of all these people And I felt it like it was like I had the train of thought, the thread, I was following it. And then it just like went blank and you feel the fear. You're like, oh, crap, like I'm up here and I've just lost it. And then there's that moment where you're just like you have to kind of trust like it's going to come back. And I did. There was about a 20 or it felt a lot longer, but there was a good pause like me just standing up there. 
And then I found it and went back and finished it. And people came up to me throughout the rest of two days and said that segment right there was just like the most powerful thing Mm. ever for me. Mm. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, the fear comes in and there's just, I don't know, there's just got to be some trust. And that is the biggest fear that we all have, isn't it? That we're just going to go blank and forget everything that we're going to say. And that's one of the reasons why I like to have the note card in my back pocket, because if nothing else, I can always say, you know what, I'm going to take us on a different tangent, put you in a partner exercise, gather myself and get back to it. And I love what Reverend Michael Beckwith says about this. He says, we all want to manifest something from nothing. But that means that sometimes we have to be willing to go back to nothingness. Mm. So I believe that sometimes the nothingness comes again to give us a bit of a reset, right? To give us an opportunity to channel what's most needed from the participants in the moment, Mm -hmm. right? I've had my memory wiped clean on stage many of times. And oftentimes what comes as a result of that pause is something that got pulled out of me that wouldn't have if I had just kept going on my own mental chatter. Yes. Yes. So let's speak specifically to the fear concern people might have of what if no one shows up? What, you know, I think that's what I see as a challenge for people when they want to up their game and take everything to a next level. It's like I could sell, you know, something virtual or digital because if I only sell two, no one else will know how many units I sold. But if they're the only people like, it's like, I'd rather some of them tell me I'd rather not sell any tickets than to sell like four, right? <laughs> like that's like the worst case. And I ask them, what's the worst case? What's the worst that's going to happen? They're right. like, I sell four. Like, yeah, exactly. what do I do? So I, if you could speak exactly. to that. Exactly. Yep. Well, everybody has this fear, right? It's kind of like the, nobody's going to come to my party syndrome and I just want to normalize it. And I just want to invite us also to remember and to demystify the numbers a little bit when we go live, because the numbers live, it's a completely different game than it is online. I've actually delivered a a couple of speaking engagements to one person. No way. I had one person show up and I just pulled up my big girl pants and I delivered the speaking engagement. And both times that person hired me. Okay. So here's my question about that. Cause I've always thought this through. <laughs> right? Is it, were you speaking as no. if there were 50 no. people or it was just like, we're going to talk? When you have one or two or three or four people show up, you sit down and you let them know, I am so glad it's just you guys. I was hoping for a small turnout so I could go deep with a few people. And how cool that you guys get to have this personal attention and then you just dive deep. I've led workshops. I've had clients that have led workshops where nobody showed up. But the next day, somebody saw the flyer that advertised the workshop and called them and hired them on the spot. Leading events just brings you credibility. Mm -hmm. Now, let's also take this a step further and look at the numbers, because when you're live, you don't need very many people to show up, right? When you're live, James and I have both had the experience of converting 20 to 30 to 50 percent of the room into paying clients and customers. And that's actually pretty standard in the live event space. Online, we're converting what? We're lucky to to convert one to five percent of a launch list. You know, we're doing great if we've converted one between one and five percent of a launch list. Right. And so that means that if you wanted 10 new clients, you'd need a thousand people on a webinar. Mm. If you needed 10 new clients and you pulled together a live event, you could get 30 or 40 people in person. And there's a very good chance you'd end up with 10 new clients from just those 30 to 40 people. So I like to demystify that a little bit as I talk about some of the strategies to fill the room, because I think we get 
I personally get motivated by getting people off to a quick start in their business. And again, when you're kind of figuring out your business, you're kind of dialing in your branding and what you stand for and what your products are. Live events are such a great way to take that stuff for a test drive. Now, in terms of filling a room, a couple of my favorite ways are to plug into groups that are already meeting. So you can plug into meetup groups, for example. We, there's meetup groups all over the world, right? Networking groups. When I first got started, I was doing purpose coaching with women. And I started plugging into women's groups all over the Bay Area, meetup groups. I also contacted places like day spas where they had a database full of people. They could help me get the word out. And I would offer a free community event in their waiting room, like on a Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. And I'd walk away from that event with $10,000 worth of new clients. Wow. Okay. So I guess just hearing that, one idea I've seen people execute on is, like, if there's a big industry event to invite your people to, like, come in a day early or hang out the day after... That'd be a great opportunity yeah, as well. Absolutely. And you don't need to put together a full day worth of content when you're just getting started. I recommend two hour events. Two hours is a really nice amount of time to put people in a couple of exercises, give them some great content. And you can follow up from that event with strategy sessions or free consults. You don't actually have to make a big fancy paid offer on stage. This is great. And I'm sure there's a million other strategies <laughs> and conversations we could have on how to start filling our room. Like for this past event, this was just customers. So this was one of the bonuses that they got for investing in our online program. And it was just like, it's so great to have that added piece to just like tie it all together. Really like, it was like, it took the content that we implanted into their head and this like infused it into every cell of their body. Uh, like, and you create such loyal followers at events. I mean, people just fall in love with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Because when those connections are made and they follow up with those connections, yes. who are they always thinking about as yes. the person who helped Connect facilitate? them. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes, yes, yes. That's huge. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit real quickly about one thing that I know my listeners know about me, I'm a big introvert. Yeah. Now I come to this event and this mastermind that we're both a part of, and I start telling people that, and they're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> and, and I'm like, "I promise, I swear, I really am." I think I've learned over time how to turn on a little bit of an extroverted mm-hmm. side, and and in fact, I believe that introverts make extraordinary speakers. Like, Literally. I don't think there is anything. There's no but that needs to be put. I'm an introvert you know, so I can't speak or anything. I just, it's irrelevant to me, but what would you say to someone who feels like, boy, I just couldn't be that loud, extroverted talking person. I couldn't agree more. I actually believe the world is really hungry for more introverted leaders Mm -hmm. because introverted leaders tend to be connected to themselves and connected to, you know, a deeper space and a deeper truth and more inwardly oriented. And I believe we're, you know, really we're entering a time where people aren't wanting to be quite as out all the time. We're wanting to be connected to something deeper in life, right? That's where the meaning is. And there are actually in my sort of decade of researching live events and training thousands of event facilitators now to get out and lead their own events. 
there are three leadership styles that I like to orient people to so that they can really understand what their style is and then leverage their style to reach more people. We had a client, Lisa, who owned a day spa and she was very introverted. And the whole reason why she started the day spa is because she wanted to be kind of behind the scenes. But in running the day spa, there was so many expenses and there were so many complications with running a brick and mortar business that were really getting in the way of her bringing a deeper message and a bigger message. And so when she discovered that she could lead workshops as more of a facilitator than a stage rocking person, you know, her business took off and she just was able to sell her day spa. She's completely replaced her income. She's into the multiple six figures. So I just want to really affirm to all of you out there, whether you're introverted or extroverted, your people will find you. You know, there's plenty of leaders out there that are super extroverted, but the introverted folks of the world are looking for leaders that they can emulate as well. So there are three types and one is a more facilitator based style and the other is a more stage spotlight style. And then there's a hybrid. Mm -hmm. So out of those three types, once you're really aware where you fall and what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, you can, again, leverage that awareness to design the content for your events so that if you're more of a facilitator, you know, you have partner exercises in the first 10 minutes of your event. You get people connected right away. That way you can relax, you can be yourself, and you don't have to try to be this sort of stage rocking visionary type person that you see other people being. And that's what I thought I had to be. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. did. And, yeah. and that's what kept me, I think, from doing events. And once I gave myself permission, you know, that I don't have to be that person, I think just everything fell into place. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I'm so glad you were able to give yourself that permission. And again, it just speaks so highly to who you are that you're like, I'm going to figure out a way to do this anyway. <laughs> you know, you found different ways to facilitate your event by doing research on what's possible out there. I'd invite all of you to really consider where do you fall on that spectrum? And if you'd like to actually take the quiz, James, is it okay if I... Yes, yes. I have the link here. So tell us a little bit about this quiz. This is over at eventsthatchangelives.com. Yep, yep. You can just go to eventsthatchangelives.com. It's all one word, eventsthatchangelives.com. And a quiz is just a two-minute workshop leadership quiz. And at the end of the quiz, you'll actually know what style you are, whether you're a transformational catalyst and whether you prefer to do a bunch of partner exercises in your room or whether you're a stage-rocking visionary and you want to be on stage delivering a lot of content and the rock star PowerPoint presentation and really wowing people with some of your wisdom or whether you're a revolutionary facilitator and, you know, you want to just focus on getting people in the room connected and just being more like a director of an orchestra, right, where you're not actually delivering that much content. You're putting people in key exercises that help them discover more of who they are in the process of doing that. They're getting exposed to your work. So there are three types. And once you know your type, you'll be able to more easily market your workshops accordingly when you market your events as a true representation of what they are then the right people are going to come the right people are going to be attracted to your work and that'll set you up to really be reaching your potential clients and customers a lot more easily that's awesome and that's over at events that change lives.com and that's a free quiz that you can take there's no affiliate link or anything i just think what sage is doing is amazing and i wanted to share it with you guys but you also have some free video training I as do. well 
do. Once you take the quiz, you'll land on our three free video trainings where you'll get a butts and seats blueprint that has all of my favorite ways to fill your events. And you'll also get a $50,000 workshop blueprint that shows you a couple of different ways that my clients have created $50,000 live events pretty easily. So I think you're going to enjoy those gifts. I've poured a lot of my sort of heart and soul into helping future aspiring workshop leaders and people that are already leading events take those events to the next level because I believe we're living in a time where people want to be connected to like-minded people. You know, there's a lot of transition happening in the world right now and there's a lot of question about what's going to be happening and when we can be the leaders we're called to be and be gathering people in the name of growth and truth and love and, and expansion and prosperity and right livelihood and entrepreneurship. You know, there's just no better gift we can give to the planet. That's so awesome. And speaking of filling live events, the live event that we're at is about to be <laughs> filled up for this morning. So we got to start to wrap it up here. So again, head on over to eventsthatchangelives.com. We'll put the link in the show notes as well so you guys can fill out that free quiz and take Sage's training. This is so great. Like I just, I think the number one reason I wanted to share this is that the ironic part is like an event can transform lives. But that also includes your own. And it's been such a fulfilling and rewarding experience for me. And I don't have enough experience to call myself an expert on it. I'm learning as I do, you know, fail fast, fail often and fail forward. And that's what I'm doing. So, Sage, first of all, thank you so much for sharing with me, especially because we're here at an event where we're attendees and we should be like, you know, in student (laughs) mode, not teacher mode. And you're giving so freely. So much fun. Any last minute words to call this episode complete for you? Just thank you. Thank you for bringing your message. Thank you, James, for being such a pioneer of the introverted way of doing things. And thank you for being so much in your heart. And to all of you listening, thank you for bringing what's inside of you. It takes courage and it takes gumption. Your clients are waiting for you. They're not just waiting for someone like you. They are actually waiting for you. There's nobody that can bring your gift in the way that you bring it. I truly believe that. So get out there and keep rocking it. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. So there you have it, my interview with Sage Levine on the road, the Mind Your Business on the road version down in San Diego, California. I hope you enjoy that. I hope it gave you some more knowledge, insight, or clarity so that it can help inspire you to perhaps create your own event or maybe do something differently if you're already creating events. For me personally, I can't stress enough that even though I started my business as such an introvert, never thinking events would be a part of it, it's such a piece today that lights me up and fulfills me because I get to see my customers, customers that I've connected with even just for a moment on social media. There they are in person, in real life, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, as they say, with me. And that's truly, truly amazing. So I hope you've enjoyed this Promptu episode. We've got plenty more coming your way on the Mind Your Business podcast. If you haven't subscribed, make sure to do so over on iTunes. Right now, you can visit jameswedmore.com forward slash iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars. Yet even better... 
I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system on how to actually get started, how to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan until now. The information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in, well, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be delivering a brand new training course live showing exactly how to get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea. And the best part is it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.